Alright guys, welcome to the newest segment of Texans Unfiltered. Uh, this segment is called Texans Bets, and we are joined by my good friend Kyle Rose, who has always tried to get me into gambling with him, and whenever we watch sports, I get to pick a prop bet almost every other time. Kyle, thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited to have this segment every week. Yeah, no problem. Nice to be here. Thanks everybody for letting me join. I appreciate crashing the party. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's talk a little bit about how the segment started originally. I mean... I mean, we've known, what, now three years, I think? Yeah. Something like that. Kids, um, kids play basketball at the Y. Yeah, I yeah. Coached, coached your son. Yeah. Um, and then we just became friends because, you know, to be honest, uh, the parents of most kids aren't cool to hang out with. <laughs> can't, you can't choose your, your, your kids' parents' friends? You or, can't. Or your friends' your kids' friends' parents' friends. I think that's like a segment in its own that yeah. we should probably have that's a conversation probably, about probably some, right. somewhere. Right. You, you're stuck with the bad parents, yeah. but that, that's neither here or there. Uh, and then, so we started hanging out. You, you're like, oh, you have a podcast? Yeah, right. You probably laughed at first when I told you. You're like, oh, cool, another podcast guy. That's yeah, great. Yeah. You're that's not Bill what, Simmons. That's what, that's what the world needs, right? Another yeah. podcast. Yeah. You're not Bill Simmons. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so we watch Texans games. We, we go and, and do that. And then we watch basketball and our kids play. And you, you've talked to me about betting a lot. And it's something you've done for a long time. So just give the listeners a background as far as betting, what got you into it where you're at now sure. and all that. Yeah. So, um, you know, my dad, I'm, I'm from Maryland, from Baltimore, and my father used to take me to the track. And the, the way that it, Pimlico or Laurel, those are the two big tracks. Pimlico is where they run the Preakness, right, right in downtown Baltimore. And the way, the way that he would do it is that I would go into with him on uh, Saturdays to work. He would work a half a day at a uh, garment factory as a foreman on sh- in the shipping department. And then we would go to the track, and he would use his Saturday pay as the track, the track money. Um, that's that's kind of the deal that he worked out with my mom. Um, I don't know if it was ever really a formal deal. That's the deal that he told me he worked out with my mom. But, you know, just don't ask those kind of questions. At any rate, you know, I was there with a bunch of, you know, old old dudes betting on betting on horses. And right, right at about that time, the track started to get simulcast where you can bet on, you know, essentially the races all around the world. And then eventually there were kind of slot machines and other things in the, in the, in the track. But it, it really got me into thinking about betting. So, you know, in high school and college... I began taking, you know, a few bets from friends, you know, kind of an amateur bookie. And then I would place bets too. You know, in my 20s though, it, it got a little bit out of control. I mean, it, you know, I, my, my wife and I have talked about this a little bit, but you know, a couple hundred dollars out here, a couple hundred dollars out there. And all of a sudden you have a thousand dollars out and, and you, you know, it's not like you can't afford that or I, it wasn't that I couldn't afford it, but it didn't feel like it was under a lot of control. So in my mid thirties, I just, I, I, I would, I was out of betting or at gambling for about a five years. I was doing daily fantasy, which was legal in every place. Um, daily fantasy is not that fun. I mean, I, I can, I can go on about daily fantasy. There's some good, good, cool aspects of it, but it doesn't quite have that like endorphin hit that a, you know, winning an outright game does. It's just different. Um, so I just, I struck up a deal with my wife and I said, Hey, listen, for my birthday and for, for Christmas, you know, give me $300 each. And that becomes, that's all I want. That's all I want from you. Um, and that becomes my gambling kitty. And so I, I'm not allowed to go up or down or, or down, uh, sorry, or up from there. Um, so it's $600 a year. Uh, I bet with a buddy, he, he will go unnamed. He's in a sensitive job. Um, but he and I kind of collaborate on the bets and we use, you know, offshore accounts, Bovada, my bookie, uh, five dimes bet online. We've tried them all. Um, you know, one of the cool things about sports gambling in the last year or so is that it's more in the light. I mean, there are 11 states now where you can gamble legally with, on, you know, with, with betting apps. Um, they have in-person sports books as well. I have a feeling that in the next five years, you know, maybe not Texas is where we live, of course. Um, just Texas is a kind of a, 
the blue law state that, you know, a lot of Baptists here, no, God love the Baptists, but you, you know what I mean? They, they, gambling may, may be late to the party. Texas might be late to the gambling party, that is. So I, I think it's pretty cool, you know, what I've done. And I think just in, in terms of controlling it, and I, the good thing is when people, you know, I have friends that ask me, like, I want to get into betting, but it's, is it illegal? It's not really illegal to be the better. It's illegal to be the sports book. Um, is it out of control money? No, you can control the money and you can have a lot of fun doing it. Um, you know, for example, you know, with $600, we don't do a lot of straight bets, at least on favorites. Cause it, you know, if you want to make some money on a straight bet, that means betting a favorite, you might get two to one odds. So you, you bet a hundred dollars and you'll get 90 back or something, you know, that's, that's typically it. So you, you'll get your original hundred dollars back plus 90, but you've exposed a sixth of your kitty. If you have $600 a year for a hundred dollars. And if that favorite doesn't win, you know, you, you've lost, you've lost a sixth of your entire nut. So, you know, I do do a lot of parlays, you do a lot of props, they're more fun anyway, to be honest with you, because there's a multiplier effect. So, you know, I'm not a professional gambler. I would say that I am a longtime amateur gambler, um, and, and, and that's about it. But it's a lot of fun. You know, I place bets pretty much every, every day of the week. Um, there's, there's some action going on. Um, and, it, you know, I, I have a, a text chain with my buddy that we talk about it constantly. It's, it's a hobby. It's, it's a vice, but it's also a hobby. So, you know, that's... I feel like it's a controlled vice. Let's put it that way. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about kind of what prompted the the segment in the sense of like where we could, where you wanted to go with this. Cause it was something you brought up. Um, we talked about it. We've actually had conversations within the team on how we would potentially do some gambling insight. And uh, luckily, you know, we, we, we are friends. So it, it came up and it was great. Talk a little bit about this segment and like what you plan to do on the site weekly and what they can look forward to as far as Texans bets. Yeah, it's really straight ahead idea. The idea is, is that there's a ton of gambling advice out there. You know, if you want best bet advice, you can listen to podcasts. You can, there's even a show on Fox right now that Fox sports that, that does gambling advice every single day. But there's, there's hardly any, you know, when I bet I have, you know, I have teams that I like, I like the Spurs, for example. So I bet heavily on the Spurs, even though a lot of those bets aren't really great bets. If I was a very analytical professional better, I probably wouldn't put them, but I'm going to be watching the Spurs game anyway. So I pick, I pick the best bet I can find for the Spurs. It might not be for the Spurs to win. It might be for, you know, Aldridge to score over 18 and a half points or something. But at least it, it, it puts me, puts the action on the game that I'm watching. And so I had the idea with James. It's like, well, you know, let's, let's not do a general gambling corner. That's, that's silly. There's a lot of that out there. But there aren't, I looked online, there aren't any kind of like Texans homers bets um, advice and so it's just a really simple idea that every week I'll put, I'll, I'll kind of look through all of the te- pro Texans. So it has to be a, you know, you're, have, you're betting for the Texans or with the Texans or Texans players. That's the one rule. And I'll, pay, I'll go through all the prop bets, all the player props. I'll go through the, the over-unders. I'll go through the lines, the spreads. And I'll, I'll pick what I think are the best values out of all that. One good thing about the Texans is, is that Texans are just have, uh, I've been watching them the last three years. They're, they're, they're underrated. They're always underrated. And so the value I feel like at Vegas is actually pretty good on the Texans. If you were going to bet on the Patriots, this, this would not be a fun podcast because right. there, there just wouldn't be a lot of values in betting the Patriots or chiefs. But, yeah. But or chiefs. Yeah. Right. 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 These days. Um, but there's just value in betting the Texans, I think. And, and we'll, we'll go through some of the season uh, player props because that, that's what this first column is all about. Um, and I think there's a tremendous amount of value on this, the season player props, just because again, uh, a lot of the players in the Texans are underrated. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, th- I think it's uh, from a fan perspective, when you're not betting against the team, it makes it a little bit more interesting. Uh, so that's, that's the best part about what I think you came up with is 
we won't be placing bets against the Texans. It'll be specifically for the Texans. So therefore, you you still have a rooting interest, and it doesn't conflict with what your ultimate interest would be. Yeah, I mean, the the, the thing that frustrates my wife the most when we watch sports because she has her favorites too. Some like she she likes the Spurs now, but I'll I'll have a bet on the Spurs to lose, or you know, I'll, I'll bet on the Spurs being the underdog, and as long as they cover seven points, I win the bet. So, you know, I'm rooting for the Spurs to score a late, you know, three-pointer to cover that seven. Well, they still lose, and my wife's pissed. She's like, why are you betting for your team to lose? And I, I take your point. So we're, we're going we're gonna to avoid that, that pitfall with this idea. So I think it's a, a you know, who, who, who knows? If you guys like it, that's great. If not, um, we can go another angle. But I, I think this might be interesting to everybody. I would agree. And I think it fits kind of the mantra of what we try to do in general. That's the best part about it for me is we try to be positive and, you know, give a good, uh, you know, look through an overview of the team and not just take a shit on them like everywhere else. And so this is very fitting to kind of what we do. Uh, So let's get into some of the prop bets that you have for this first column. Uh, the first one is a fun one. Deshaun Watson, why don't you take us through what that prop bet looks like? Yeah, so these are all going to be player season props. So, you know, we're not looking at individual matchups or games yet. You know, I'm going to do player props this week. I'm going to do team props next week. And then we'll get into the individual matchups after that when the, when the games actually start. The cool thing about player season props, and even with the, the, team, the team futures prop or the team futures bets, is that you're really betting on an idea. You're not really betting on a number. So, for example, Sean, Deshaun Watson, I'm picking over 4,050 and a half yards. So if, as long as he gets 4,051 yards, passing yards for the season, you win the bet. You're not really betting on that number. What you're betting on is an idea that Deshaun Watson is going to have a year like he's had, and he's going to play 16 games. If he does those two things, if he's uh, in form and he plays 16 games, this bet will absolutely hit. Um, and that's that's what Vegas takes into account. I mean, they're they're not really betting against Deshaun Watson either. If they have a low number, um, you know, in terms of individual performance, they're betting that Deshaun Watson maybe won't play all sixteen games. I mean, he has a history of that, right? Um, and I get it. I, I know why. The, I know why that number is low. Um, but you know, if we're all Texans fans, we think that Deshaun Watson has it in him for sure in terms of individual game performance. And you know, we think that. Things are upgraded. You know, you feel you feel better about the offensive line. You know, there's a lot of the line returning, right? All, all, the all line, five, yeah. all five, yeah. You, you just feel you feel like he'll, he'll be more protected, and you feel like 16 games is a, a probable number. And if he if he plays 16 games, I can nearly guarantee he's going to pass over 4,051 yards. So I think that's the bet, and I think that you know, just looking historically, it's worth it. So my, my bet is, you know, a bet 100, win 190. Or 180. It's a it's a minus 125. So there's a little bit of a vig on the over. The under is a little bit more of a value. So you can already see that people are betting on the over. So Vegas is is giving you a little bit of a penalty. But that's another kind of indication that that number is probably a little bit low, and it's a pretty good value. A lot of the sharps are putting money right there on the over. Well, and then so if you take into consideration last season, he didn't play in the final final game of the season because they clinched the AFC South, mm-hmm. or else he would have surpassed that number. Uh, then you take into account, you know. I think some people are looking, I think Vegas is looking at this as lost DeAndre Hopkins. So there's really no way to predict that he's going to overproduce what he has not done so far this in his career. Um, but when you look at weapons, weapons, options, things of that nature, offensive line, really big, you know, that's a key point to this. Um, I think it's almost guaranteed that he surpasses this. It's, yeah, it's I mean, probably like I said, as safe of a bet as you can get. You have, you have Deshaun Watson playing a Deshaun Watson year, all 16 games, You will this bet will hit. Yep, I would agree. Okay, let's get to the uh, second one. Uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, you have a nice little prop bet on Brandon. Yeah, so this is over uh, 849.5 receiving yards. 
Um, this is the, the, Vegas is lowballing this quite a bit. If you look at Cooks's top years, he's in the the eleven hundred, almost twelve hundred yard range. So I mean, this is a three hundred, you know, two hundred fifty, three hundred uh, yard discount on that. I think what you know, it, this is a little bit of a, a hedge bet for Vegas. They're, they don't know how he's going to fit in. They don't know if he's going to st- stick around. He's had some concussion problems. They don't know how he's going to fit with Will Fuller. Um, I think all those are valid. That said, you know, I I, know I was I was telling James right before this, you know, it's possible that he could become Watson's number one target. I, I don't think you agree. Do you? Yeah, no, I don't agree. I mean, uh, there's a chance, right? It all comes down to will Will Fuller play all year. So I think from a betting perspective. It makes a ton of sense to bet on Brandon Cooks being the number one target because Will Fuller will likely not play the entire season because he has not done so yet. Um, and when you look at Brandon Cooks as, a, you know, if you look at his past, you know, outside of last season, he's always been over 1,000 yards. Always, he's yeah. done it with four different teams. Uh, and last year, you know, you have to wonder. I mean, the Rams had a down season altogether. Uh, golf, is, golf is not a great quarterback. He's system, you know, he's basically a system quarterback. Uh, so, you know, I think it's a solid bet because from a betting perspective, like I said, you're betting, you're looking statistically and history based when you're making this and Will Fuller will not play. But I do think Will Fuller will be the number one, uh, wide receiver and targets, um, this year. Yeah. And, and even if he's not, I mean, this is what James and I were talking about. Even if he splits with Fuller, there's a, a high possibility that, that they both have over a thousand yards. I think that this number is so discounted, uh, down to 849 and a half that, you know, it's it's not a guarantee. Nothing's a guarantee in sports betting, of course. But I, I think it's it's just a good value here in in terms of him making. You know, even even if he had a down year and he had nine hundred yards, this bet still hits. So I, I think it's a, it's it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about your your bet, the hundred dollar return? Yeah, uh, you know, more than a hundred. I think it's like a you know forty x return. So so there's a, a long shot. You know, I, I like long shots. Remember, I don't bet big money, so long shots are kind of worth it. And when you look at season props, you're just looking for value. And you can bet really low amounts of money and win a lot of money. And, and this one's a little bit crazy. And, and, you know, I like David Johnson. I think that the Texans unfiltered guys are right in that he could have a monster comeback year. The, the Vegas are pussies, though. They don't have – I can say that. No, yeah, you can say that. Sorry. So, you know, the Vegas, they're, they're, they don't, you know, they, they don't like to put themselves out there. So there's no – Can you talk about why? Yeah, so there's no over-unders on, on David Johnson. There's no – so you know, they, they don't assign a value, a rushing yard value like they did with Cooks and, and for, for Watson for, for receiving and passing. Um, they don't have the number of receptions. They don't have all the typical bets that you'd have on a running back. The reason is, is that they just they just don't know. He's a complete, uh, uh, you know, they don't know if he's going to come back. They don't know how he's going to fit in the offense. And I get it. Um, they're just not putting a stake in the ground. I think a really cool bet for for uh, Johnson could be comeback player of the year. Um, and they have they have nutty names in comeback player of the year. I mean, I think that like Tom Brady has comeback player of the year. Uh, he, he's in that list, and I think it's just because he's on a different team, which is just a, a dumb bet or it's a dumb idea that he he could ever be a comeback player of the year. But so he's not he's not on the over-unders. He's not on any of the standard running back um, kind of uh, the, the the bets, the prop bets that you'd have. But there's one bet. He is listed as the rushing leader, and he's listed as a plus 4,000 for rushing leader, which means it's a 40x return. So I think that it's definitely worth a flyer. I've got a $20 bet winning $800 um, you know, on David Johnson being the, the rushing leader. You know, James's point earlier was that you probably had a better chance of the Texans winning the Super Bowl, maybe. Um, but you know, turning two hundred or sorry, t- turning twenty into eight hundred, 
um, that's a little bit of magic right there. And, and why not take a flyer? That's my idea. Well, and I think the other thing about it is, you know, we're only two years removed from seeing him actually being that being same beast. running back, yeah, right? Being, being so, a beast. Yeah. Uh, is it is it out of the realm of possibility? Probably not. Uh, is it likely? I don't think it's likely. But you're not looking at likely when it comes to these type of bets. No, I mean, you're talking no. about twenty dollars on a season long <laughs> bet, uh, and if he does you get a massive return. This is like that dude that put $1,000 on the Blues to win in the middle of that playoff year that they are the the Stanley Cup year that they had and I think that 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 $1,000 turned into like you know I think it was $150,000 yeah. or something nutty. I mean, you know, yeah th- there are those stories. Why why not why not have this story with a $20 bet on David Johnson being the rushing leader? That's a, that's a fun bet. I mean, I would like $800. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with 20, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, not very often can you make that money off of 20 bucks. Yeah. All right. So, um so this is great. This was fun. Um I guess you know, give them a little sneak peek into what you were looking to do for next week. Uh, And then I guess what they can expect throughout the season from you. So that way they have an idea on why they should return every week. Sure. Yeah. So next week I'll do, or earlier in the week, I'll do all the team props. So then you're looking at things like to win the AFC South, to win the AFC, to win, to make the Super Bowl. So you're, you're betting on the Texans as a team, the same idea with players, but for the team. And then closer to Thursday, I'll actually have the matchup bet. So you're going to be betting the, the game itself. And then every week, I'm just going to pick, like I said, I'm going to comb through all the bets. It probably won't be just like the spread, you know, Texans to win or Texans to win by 10 or whatever it is. I mean, th- those bets aren't typically great values. They might be, you know, on any given week. But I'm going to go through all the bets, all the player props, the team props, the the first half, second half, all, all the kind of things that I would typically look at, even for the dumb things about like, you know, to ha- have three scores in a row on three straight possessions. That's kind of a fun bet to, yeah. to take, you know, that, that, that kind of thing, you know, just makes me laugh sometimes when it hits. But anyway, you know, I'm going to do the work for you and looking for the best value for that, that are all pro Texans bets. And I think that, you know, this, this could just be fun for, for those people that don't bet at all. I think that, you know, I think this is, um, you know, could be fun for you too, just to get a window into how Vegas is thinking about the Texans. Like I said, the Texans are, are kind of criminally and have been historically over the last several years been underrated, which actually provides a lot of value for betters. And that's why I think, you know, it, it's worth doing this, uh, during this as a segment during the podcast every week. Yeah. So, um, you know, for the guys out there, I guess before we go, the guys out there that don't bet or have been hesitant to bet because they feel that, um, they need to bet a lot of money for it to really be worthwhile. I guess talk a little bit about that because there, I think that's really most of, most people when it comes to betting. Yeah, I mean, remember, I, I bet $600 total a year. I, my kitty rides around $1,000. I, I try to hit, you know, my, my buddy and I, we, we bet on all sports, all, all teams, and, and, you know, we try to aim for about half. Um, I, 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 I say it in the column this week, so if you, when you want to look at all these bets just written in words or black and white, you, they're all posted on the website now. But I mentioned that, you know, even the professional bettors are aiming at 55%, 56%, 7 of their bets. Nobody can get better than that because Vegas, I mean, Vegas is good at what they do. So they're, they're setting the lines correctly. They're setting the over-unders correctly. So really trying to get an edge on Vegas on, you know, winning, you know, two-thirds of your bets, three-fourths, or even, you know, 100% just be impossible. Um, or you just have to be extremely lucky over a short amount of bets. Um, but, you know, so if you aim for half, you can you can kind of let your kitty ride and maybe maybe make a little bit of money on your kitty and keep your kitty up. Um, so my point is you don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to invest a lot of money. I think parlays are fun. That's what, short, you know, small amounts are better. So you're betting two or more uh, events to happen all at the same time. And at that point, the bet multiplies. It's not just a straight two to one bet. It can be three, five to one for, you know, a, a two game parlay or seven or eight to one for a three game parlay, that, those kind of things. The, the other thing that, I, you know, when I talk to buddies who are kind of in, interested in betting that just aren't, they ask the question is like, is it legal? 
Well, it's it's not illegal to bet. It's illegal to be a sports book, and all the sports books that I use are off offshore. So you know, it's definitely a gray area. Um, you know, I use Bovada and Five Dimes and Bet Online, my bookie. They all have different bonuses. Bitcoin is a way to do it where it's it's really efficient. That's what that's what I use these days. But you know, even if you're not hesitant to do that, you can just put it on a credit card. It's really that not that much risk. And to be honest, I my buddy and I always had this idea like, what if we hit a big bet, like this David Johnson bet, and it was like grand or two grand or ten grand. Would we ever cash out? I, I don't know. Like, so another another criticism is like, what if I win big? Will these sites actually pay me? I think that most of the ones that I just mentioned, or all the ones that I just mentioned, have a, a reputation. If you look online for paying out bets, but I, I don't I don't know what amount that I would win where I would actually withdraw. I would just let it all ride and bet bigger. I mean, that's that that would be the fun thing. I mean, I didn't sink much money into it. I'm not expecting to get anything out of it. So if I you know if my kitty went up to ten grand, I just start betting bigger. Um, I think that's that's how I do it. Um, maybe if you were thinking about getting into it, that's how you think about it too. And then it wouldn't be that big a deal if they never paid you. Uh, real quick to put you on the spot, I think I think a parlay a week would be really cool. Yeah, sure. Par- I mean, we'll we'll do parlays. Parlays are tricky with prop bets. Uh, most of those sites that I just mentioned won't let you. They won't let you combine an in-game parlay, so you can't bet both Watson and Cooks, for for example, just because they're a certain amount of contingency, one for the other. Sure. Like if one hits, the other is yeah. likely to hit two. But you can always parlay uh, the spread or even the money line. So, you know, you're picking a team to win by a certain amount of points or just picking the team to win outright. You can always parlay that with the uh, the total score over under. So, no, you could say, I want the Texans to win, and I want the, you know, I think that the total score between the two teams is going to be greater than 56.5 points. You can always make that parlay. So that's a that's a very common in-game parlay. That, that will make and I'm, I'm sure that some of these weeks that'll be a good value maybe you could do like a parlay of the AFC South so like you could take the Texans to win the Colts to win and the Titans to lose or yeah. something like that yeah every or, week. or or if you want to be pro Texans I could take the te- a pro Texans bet and then parlay that with a a bet against another a- AFC South right bet. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, lots that, of creative ways to do it that works yeah Okay, and then uh, last thing, uh, 10.5-point underdogs against Kansas City in the season opener uh, it's, the line's been that way hasn't moved. Any? It, it'll it'll move. So I, I guarantee you that leading up to that, it'll it'll come down to ten or maybe even nine and a half. I mean, that's I'm putting myself out there and saying the word guarantee. But I'm betting it'll move down. Ten and a half is a, is a lot of points for a team that's as talented as the Texans. I get that the Chiefs are a juggernaut. I get it, this is a weird season and nobody's willing to like put a stake in the ground. But you know, I, I think that that'll I think that that'll come under nine. That's my guess. If it doesn't. Then it's it's a really good value, um, you know. I so I would bet, I would take the, the I, I already had the Texans to cover those ten and a half. I locked it in now because I think it's going to come down. But I you know I think that that's that's a really good bet. That was my next question: was uh, locking it in now before it does change? You're able to do those things, right? Yeah, so, yeah. The minute and you have to hold it. Yeah, the minute you put the bet in, that you have that line. So you know if it comes down to nine, uh, if it comes down to ten. I mean, ten's risky, right? Because then ten is a push. You know that's a, that's a touchdown and a and a field goal. You know that means that you just get your money back. You don't win anything. It's like kissing your sister. Um, but you know ten and a half is good because you you feel like even if they lose by ten, you know it's I. And again, I I don't know exactly the rules. I don't know if I'm allowed to pick the Texans to lose by ten. But you know I I think that this th- this particular line is pretty juicy for the Texans at ten and a half. Okay, great. All right, awesome. Uh, Kyle, thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I look forward to doing this every week. This should be fun. I think the listen, this gives the listener something new to learn and something different to uh, kind of participate in when it comes to Texans Unfiltered. So uh, thank you for applying some effort and time into this, and uh, we look forward to seeing what uh, next week's looks like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about this. So uh, anxious. to. If anybody has any feedback, just shoot me up. I have an email address at kyle at texansunfiltered.com. Let me know, let me know what you think.
Yep. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Kyle. We'll see you next week. See ya.